Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom, freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that, yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Hey everyone, Kristen here. Welcome back again to Abiding Free. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you've been listening to any of our other episodes, we are doing a series on friendship. And really, I just think so many of these episodes can be applied to all relationships, especially this episode for today. And I am going to be talking about the kind of faith it takes to forgive a friend or really anybody. And it's going to surprise you as it did for me. I hope so. I hope it surprises you. And I hope it actually really encourages you because, again, that's what it did for me. And, um, you know, just writing those words, though, about forgiving a friend or somebody, it, it stings, right? Because I don't know about you, but it brings up memories, honestly, for me of being so hurt in friendships, relationships, and also, honestly, the painful feeling um, of remembering when I have hurt other friends. Forgiveness is so hard. And I know there are a ton of books and podcasts and lots of things out there about forgiveness. But you know what? I think if we could all be honest, we need to hear these things over and over because gosh, I I feel like walking the road of forgiveness um, can be so challenging. And so I think especially too, what what I've thought through is how sometimes forgiveness is even the hardest with those that we love the most, right? So these, you know, close friendships we have or other relationships and, you know, but I'm so excited to do this because I've heard far too many women say over the years or people just, you know, I don't want to get that close to other women because they are so catty and mean or, you know, to hear the heart-wrenching wounding of a friend share how hurt she is from another friend. And honestly, whether we realize it or not, we start withholding from friends too, right? Um, You know, we are not as open or intimate because we're afraid they will hurt us. Um, Or, and I think this is probably the most common, I know I've done this before, is we can be manipulative in friendships, right? Let's just be honest a little bit. Um, Even if we're not always intending to, it just can sneak in. And we almost sometimes also do like a push and a pull with friends because, you know, we're almost like putting up these barriers in friendships because we are hurt we are, sorry, we are afraid that the friend is going to hurt us or they are hurting us. And so we put up, you know, some walls. And so often we're not walking in freedom in friendship because of some underlying unforgiveness, or maybe it's not underlying, maybe it's out there. And you're here in this podcast thinking of how hard it is to forgive somebody um, that you know. 
So yes, today, as I said multiple times, we are going to be talking about forgiveness. But you guys, I was reading my Bible this past month, okay? And I was blown away by David and what he said about people. And later what I learned about the faith it takes to forgive. Okay, so the reason I was blown away by David's words, um, and these words are in Psalm 16.3, so it's very short. Let me just read it for you. It says, as for the saints in the land, and David's talking here, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The saints, meaning, you know, God's people, those around him. He says they're the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Okay, so hold on for just a minute. Let's talk about this guy, David, for a moment and why these words are so astounding. Why should they should make us stop in scripture? Okay, it's because of how people treated David. So let me just tell you a few things, and a lot you may know a lot of these, but for instance, his best friend Jonathan, his best friend Jonathan's dad, King Saul, you may know this, but he was so jealous of David, at times he hated him, and he tried to kill him multiple times. His own wife, his own wife, David's own wife, was despising him one day. David was like dancing around the courtyard. They had just brought the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem. They had just defeated the Philistines, right? So heck, this is definitely a time to celebrate. But But what his wife does is she sees David dancing and it says she basically despised him. She was, maybe she was embarrassed. I mean, I I think we can look at both sides here. One is, gosh, we just think that would definitely be a time to celebrate how hurtful for our spouse to make fun of us and our and or to mock us or to despise us for something we're, we've done. But honestly, we've probably done that too, right? Whether it's a spouse, a friend, maybe they've embarrassed us and we've, you know, kind of felt this icky feeling toward them. David's own son Another person here, Absalom, he tried to kill, he tried to have his own dad killed and take his throne. Oh my goodness. I mean, I think right here, hopefully we all can sit here and say, okay, David knows what it's like to go through difficult people, difficult people and have difficult relationships. Lastly, there was a friend and prophet of David. His name was Nathan. He confronted David after he had an affair with Bathsheba, and then he actually had her husband killed so he could marry her. Okay. So we would all agree that Nathan did the right thing, right? But it's still wounding, right? I know there's been people that have maybe confronted me and whether it's right or wrong or how whether they did it well or did it not it's sometimes i can i can be angry with them i can be struggling with forgiveness toward them even if they did the right thing right so um there these are just a few ways i think that we can relate to david to know that he had legitimate reasons to honestly have despair over people so um but that that so that's why i was saying that's these words are astounding right you guys it's like he calls people the excellent ones, whom is all his delight. So my question is, and maybe your question is too, how'd you do it, David? Come on, how did you do this? Well, I think the answer is in the gospels. And yes, David didn't have the written gospels, you know, back obviously when he was writing the Psalms, but he had the counsel of God he had the spirit that would was speaking to him, obviously helping him write the Psalms. And so I think the full counsel of God also provided him strength, even in that time. And Jesus gives us, I think, an amazing picture of how to forgive 
when people seem unforgivable, unforgivable, when it's so hard. And it's, there's a picture of this in Luke 17, six. And you may be like me when you first hear these words, you're going to think I've heard that verse a lot, but gosh, there was a surprising thing. And I hope, I hope you are encouraged and surprised by this too. So this is the verse Luke 17, six, where the apostles are saying to Jesus, they're saying, increase our faith. They're asking Jesus to increase their faith. And this is what he tells them. Jesus is like, hey, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Most people have heard this verse, I think, a lot of people. It's okay if you haven't. This is basically Jesus is saying, if you just have a teeny sized faith, like size of a mustard seed, that's like the smallest seed they could report in the Bible. And you could say to a, a tree, basically be uprooted and planted in the seed and it would obey you. So what he's saying is you can do great things through a, just a teeny bit of faith. Well, guess what, guys? Okay, I don't know about you, but I have known this verse for a long time, but I it wasn't until literally this year when my church was going through the Gospels that I realized I have been missing the context of this verse, and it blew my mind. So right before this, in Luke, in this chapter of Luke, in 17, chapter 17, Jesus is talking about temptations to sin and forgiving our brother. Okay, he tells his disciples that if their brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Okay, so in our Bibles, probably in your Bible, if you were to go look at Luke chapter you know, 17 right now, you would see there's like a break between these two passages. And then it's like, so it, so when we're reading our Bibles, sometimes it looks like, okay, this is a whole new story. But if you look at it, it's actually in the same conversation. So Jesus, so the disciples, the apostles are basically listening to what Jesus is saying about if you're your brother, your friend, if they sin against you seven times in one day. Now let's just stop. Just imagine that, right? We this is really difficult. If somebody like I think we've heard this verse a lot too where we're like, okay, we know how it sounds. Oh, seven times, seven times. No, I mean just stop. If someone sins against you seven times, we're called to forgive them. That is that is challenging. And I love our savior. He is tender here. He is gentle. He knows his apostles, his disciples we are going to struggle with this. And, you know, let me be clear. I'm, I'm not going into a lot of detail here. There are going to be times to walk away from a relationship. And I'm not going to be able to dis discuss that in the podcast. So um, there are times when not to be in an intimate relationship with them. But I think what this text is saying, intimate relationship with everyone is not always required, but forgiveness is. Even when we walk away from, you know, a, in a relationship that's maybe really unhealthy or very destructive, um, and we have talked about this a lot too, and even the the secular world talks about this, right? That forgiveness brings freedom. Okay, so let's go back and let's connect to these passages that we talked about. Jesus is saying, yes, this forgiveness is is hard to do, but He's a gracious Savior. He knows our weaknesses. He even experienced them, right? He experienced deep betrayal from close friends. But what we need is faith the size of a mustard seed to forgive our brother seven times, to, to forgive when it seems unforgivable. 
His point is the greatest carrier of the strength that we need to forgive is not through some grandeur faith, but it's through a great savior. It's me, Jesus is saying. I will help you do what feels like the impossible at times. I will help you forgive what feels unforgivable. We don't need to try to muster up this great, you know, expansive faith. I mean, sometimes I think we hear the term and maybe we've said it before is I'm not ready to forgive. I think sometimes what we're really saying is I don't think I have the faith. I don't think I can do it. And that is a good place to be because Jesus can do it through us. And I, I, but let's just be honest, right? This is, this can be both frustrating but it can also be freeing, right? I can be frustrating because, hey, I want a a task list of how to forgive. Like I want the step-by-step and I'm not saying steps are not a bad thing to do. There are some great steps out there. I just heard recently of some of my really good friends that were really hurt by another friend, a couple. And I love what they did is they actually... I've heard this before of people doing this and, you know, they actually wrote out a long letter, each of them to this friend. And unfortunately, the relationship was going to be um, distance. They were not going to be in close relationship anymore and just over a significant disagreement. But what they did, and this was just part of their forgiveness process, is they um, they wrote out a letter and they, they weren't going to give it to him, but it was just a way for them to like process their feelings, process, you know, to be angry without sinning, to be angry at that person. And I just thought that was a beautiful way. And so I, not at all am I saying there's not things to do within the process of forgiveness. But, you know, I think sometimes we can rely on this. We're, we're looking for this checkbox that's going to do it, right? But this is where the abiding comes in where we take it out of our own hands and we bring it to our Savior. If we have just a tiny bit of faith that Jesus can help us forgive, He'll do it. And this is where we abide. And I want to say something here. Obviously, (laughs) we've talked a lot about abiding. This is our theme. This is our theme. This is our heart's desire for women to, you know, abide so that, you know, they can walk in freedom, abiding free. But I, I was kind of chuckling at this, uh, that the word abide is really pretty, right? It's it's phonetically pretty. It sounds good. And I think often we think of it as looking pretty sometimes, right? Maybe it's us sitting, you know, on our comfy couch with our with our coffee, our cute journal, our pretty, pretty, you know, pens out. And it is, right? Sometimes that is exactly what abiding looks like. But let's go back again to that word abide. It means remain fixed. What if one day our abiding looks like wretched tears pouring down our face, even shouting, uh, an abrasive wrestling with God over someone that we're angry with? What if that's abiding too? What When we are doing this at the feet of Jesus, when we are bringing an ounce of faith, even if it's in our wrestling and our struggle, and we're asking him to work on our lives, he can do it. He can move mountains in our own hearts so that we can do it through us on the outside. So we've got to keep pressing in, keep going back, abide in him, even if our abiding looks messy. Maybe he can use this podcast to stir up that mustard seed sized faith that you need, that I need, 
We abide in Him and He can do the seeming impossible acts of forgiveness through us. Love you, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah, and then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.